Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to this week's second episode of Around the Way Curls. Back like we never left. So, where's the energy? I'm still committed to taking myself on dates. Last week, I went to dinner. I meandered around the city a little bit, and I didn't plan it out as well as I should have. I should have made a reservation, but I wanted duck in Chinatown and. I don't think they do reservations, so I ended up walking around trying to find a place, and I ended up at a Chinese restaurant in a little small table with groups of families, and everybody was staring at me, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get better at this. I have to come prepared. Next time, I'm gonna bring a book and a journal, because I was just tempted to like mind everybody's business, which was also really fun. I was just and everybody's business. The family dynamics I picked up on were just oh, it was just fascinating. But I was just tempted to look at my phone, which is not what I Mm. wanted to do at all. But you know, I felt myself um, trying to find, thinking that I was squandering my alone time by like not meeting up with somebody or going to go do something. And like, I felt anxiety start creeping in for some reason. And I had to like calm myself down. I went home, I lit some candles. I watched a little bit of Game of Thrones and then I just went to bed really early. But I'm, I'm trying to get in practice of these dates with myself. And my ideal date is a whole day thing, which I have yet to accomplish. And I'm really invested in getting very dressed up. Oh, like I kind of like want to dress how like I don't normally dress and just step out into the world. And this is my goal. I made a date for myself. I got myself tickets to the sign in Sydney's excuse me, to the sign in Sydney Bruce Stein's window. And this is a Lorraine Hansberry play. It's the second play that she wrote. And it was the second one that was ever, it's very, very rarely produced. I think this is one of the biggest um, productions of it. It's going to be at BAM. And here, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, yes, I'm very excited to go. Um, It's with Oscar Isaac, the Guatemalan white man that I love as well and Rachel I don't know how to say her name Brosnahan I got myself nice ticket and I'm going on a Sunday at 3 p.m I'm gonna get dressed up I might go to dinner afterwards and I'm just gonna make this a habit this is I am committed to doing this I definitely want to um 
go to more shows go to more like live music but i also like want to i don't know go to workshops like i also want to mix and mingle with people a little bit too after i do my solitary thing and i like really want to take another skateboarding or like a jujitsu like a very physical something as well but this has been very fun and i invite i'm curious to know if other people are invested and interested in doing this and taking yourself on intentional dates that you get dressed up and you map it out throughout the month for yourself because that's what I'm on and I'm going to write about it afterwards because it's very interesting the feelings that come up for me in doing this I have yet to articulate them but I will soon but that's what I'm doing interesting Mm -hmm. I it's so interesting to see you walking around with a big feather outfit you be like Shanti and like orange tights no I mean yeah (laughs) I'm a tiara not that I haven't haven't done that but I'm, I've listened to you and I'm like, I don't know. I wonder if I've done that. I don't think I've. Yes. I like got dressed up and took myself to an Anita Baker concert. Yeah. I've done some. Of I that. have not had those opportunities. That's yeah. It's just not something being coupled, having a kid. It's not. Yeah, something I think that I, I, I think know, I've only stumbled on it. Yeah. I think I've only stumbled on it because I don't know how intent. Well, I guess that was intentional, but. Maybe I think it's more so because I've been single <laughs> that I'm like, well, if I want to go do something, I got to go do it now. But I don't yeah. know if I was coupled, if I would be doing that. So mm. something interesting to ask myself. Um, I think I am going to continue to date myself because. Child, one of your friends sent me somebody. Who will remain nameless. Shout out. Do you know who you are? And they were like, I think that this would be good. Like, you should give them your information. And da 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 da. When I tell you this individual. Oh, my God. Texts. A dud. A dud. I mean. A dub. A dub. Not a dub. I, it's, <laughs> he's he's got to be 40, I think. And just one, it was Green Bubbles texting me back, but I look past that. Grow <laughs> up. But the main thing is like, I will, I don't know if men, people, not men, let me not do that. But I don't know if we know how to have conversation anymore. I really don't. I don't know. It's like, literally he's into politics. He does that work. And so I'm like running off of, you know, my concern around the you know, Joseph Robinette and more classified documents child that just came out that we didn't have a chance to talk about last time. And how I feel like, you know, Ron DeSantis is going to fuck around and become president and what's going on in Florida. And then you got Nikki Haley running, like all this stuff. And he's like, heard you kill me. Like what? A green bubble just said, heard you? Get out my fucking face. Yeah, I was so irritated. Him. And I think then, you should block him. But we'll reach out. Like, so much time will pass, and then he'll reach Does out he know and be who like, you are? I have no idea. What does that mean? Who I am? Well, who am I? Does he know who you are? Has he, like, all, all of a sudden you just texted each other? Like, you have had no other. You haven't, like, I don't seen know. Each you, have to ask or like, you have to ask your homie. I think that they, I think that they showed him. 
my pic, just one picture of me. That was it. I have no idea. I don't think he has my Instagram. I don't think he has any of that. It doesn't matter. It, you shouldn't need it. Like, I'm giving you what you need. He res- he will reach out and be like, yo, literally, yo, oh, 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 oh. Right, what am I supposed enough. to say to that's that? Enough. You're supposed to block <laughs> it. Say, actually, I'm, an, I'm unavailable moving forward. It was nice to be in communication with you, but I no longer have the capacity or interest. Well, you will be, be proud blessed. of me that I have slowly but surely started to do that. You know me. I will let people hang on until they get sick of me and stop talking to me because I don't want to disappoint anyone. But I am now telling people, I actually just don't, I don't see how this would work or I don't, I am not interested. I'm sorry. You're 36 I, I don't, now. Come on. I'm doing, I'm not 36. Yes. Don't, I'm not, don't do that. I'm 35. Girl. Don't do me. <laughs> oh, hit. But I'm doing that. So I'm very proud of myself. So I think I'm going to stay single even longer because I just get more and more disappointed. Um, I also thought I got stood up on a date. Oh, <laughs> so yes, it very much is. So someone and I were supposed to, this person reached out to me and said, Hey, do you want to go to yoga? And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go to yoga. This person has never been to a yoga class. So I thought it was very sweet that they offered that, but they know that I've been doing my thug thizzle and going to these classes after work, like hauling ass out of here to get there. And so I'm like, this is the studio I go to. It's donation based. This is the address, but this is the time. Cool. Got you. Do you want me to come get you, pick you up on the way? No, no, I'm gonna meet you there. Cool. I'm in the class, class is filling up, class is filling up. And this person had already texted me, I'm here, where are you? So I'm like, okay, cool. I go upstairs and I text them like, where are you? I don't see you. So then I'm like, ugh, they probably went to the wrong location. Now what I was going to do, what old me would have done, when because this person didn't respond either. They, They just went silent. Old me would have felt, a lot of rejection would have been like, why did you even think they were going to come? Like, this is the type of stuff that I used to say to myself. Like, why did you think they were, that they were going to come? Like, you know, that, that, this stuff doesn't work out. You know, that this, and this, it's this conversation in my head that I'm sure. And I, I've definitely been disappointed quite a few times where people listen, I used to date somebody, they would have me waiting for hours and I thought that was okay waiting for hours. And I was traveling across state lines to see them. I was a young buck, but I was still doing that. Like coming home from New York to Philly and then waiting outside of their house for hours. Oh, I remember them, that. That yes, was the ghetto. For them Ew. to never even respond to me and then show up that. and then I go immediately. Ugh. That is the type of awful <laughs> behavior that I was, I remember that. Taking part in. And and it was, that's on me. Like, girl, are you okay? And I wasn't. And now I'm at the point where I was proud of myself. I I wiped it. I, I just brushed it off and was like, you know what? If he doesn't respond, that's on him. I hope, I've just texted and said, and I don't, didn't jump to conclusions and said, hey, class is starting. I have to put my phone away. I hope everything's okay. Call twice in case of emergency because my shit is on do not disturb. Uh, I'll, I'll hear it then. 
Girl, come to find out, this fool was at the same studio, just in another class, and neither one of us knew it was two classes happening at the same time. So, I say all but that. But they continued on their class as well. They did. They took their yoga. <laughs> they took I their yoga for them and as it, well. Lots of funny stories to come from that because they approached it as a competition. <laughs> so oh that was God. hilarious. Just listening to that, but um. I was proud of myself in that moment. One, for not leaving and being full of like, I guess, um, disappointment and rejection and and thinking about that through the class. I literally did not, when I put that phone down, I was present in the class because I was there for me. And it felt so good and it felt like such a shift because before I might have either left to try to like figure out if that person's okay or find them, or I would have stayed in the class, but just that would have been the only thing I was thinking about, and probably wouldn't all emo crying Shout in fucking child's you. pose. Growth, growth. Not crying in a child's pose. Not an underdog with the tears <laughs> no, falling on the mat. Don't say now. underdog. Downward. What's dog. it called? I'm obsessed with you, <laughs> underdog. Um. Lastly, I still have a crush on Van Lathan. Girl, right. leave that man alone. I don't mean, and this is going to this is going to spill into our. <laughs> to our main topic I don't mean any disrespect by I mean any disrespect to that, that man's lady at all what I mean by saying I still have a crush on him is obviously he's taken there's no way but I if you are similar to Van Lathan and not Van Jones please find me shut up please break <laughs> into my home and Make me fall in love with you because I never really leave the house other than to go to yoga and get stood up. Please help <laughs> me help myself. I, I I have been listening to Higher Learning. That's his podcast. I'm lying. I haven't been listening to Higher Learning. I listened to like three episodes of Higher Learning. And I'm That's just impressed. Podcast. Yes. I'm just impressed. I listened to him with email. I just made that up with Emmanuel Ocho, Ocho, and it was a very contentious interview. Who's that Ocho Cinco? He, no, that's a different human. Who's Ocho but Cinco? Another football player. Good job. Okay, Emmanuel Ocho's Ocho. I think this brother's name is, but Emmanuel Ocho. He claims to be Nigerian, but he was born in Texas. His people are Nigerian. Anyway, he is someone who, as Van. Joan, excuse me, no, wrong Van. As Van Lathan pointed out, seems to be an emotional butler for white people, which I was like, that is beyond brilliant. <laughs> and, but it was a, it, he is, I, I agree. I don't know what with, any of that means because I don't know. He how basically, he, he has a show that's called Uncomfortable Conversations, where most of the conversations are not uncomfortable at all. And he has them with white folks and he centers them. And their feelings. Okay. Very, it's it's not my cup of tea at all. But what I really appreciated was that Van, on that interview, did not come to that interview with the intention of having a conversation. There was a lot of gotcha moments. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I agreed with everything that Van was saying. And I agree with his criticism of Emmanuel. But the approach wasn't as productive as I think it could have been. The very next podcast, he has another interview with Stephen A. Smith, 
another sportscaster who's actually branching out into many other things other than sportscasting. He has a new book out that he's promoting. He's been making the rounds. Um, I was so impressed because he also has a lot of criticism of Stephen A. Smith. That interview could have been very contentious, but Van was very aware after the interview with Emmanuel. He even stayed on the pod and talked about his disappointment in how he handled the situation. And you could tell he was trying to figure out how to be better. And he showed up better and more open and more willing to have conversation the next episode. And I was just so impressed with it. I said, see now, sir, it just made my heart Where do you live? He's in flutter. on the West Coast. He has a lady, so it doesn't matter where he lives. But I'm just saying... Yes, he's a West Coaster. Girl, not you start saying you have a crush on him and then you just I know, I was wrong. I should have said that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that's the type of guy. It's his his energy cuz he's also playful and silly and goofy. He's an Aries too. But, mm. Oh, and you know I love just an Aries. Your, just your Libra and Aries. Just we, your type. we work. But I respect that man's lady. This is going to lead us to the main topic. All I'm up. saying is if you feel that you are similar to Van find your find your way i can't wait for the niggas that pull up like me and Bill are the same type of person i cannot wait matter of fact what's today when does episode come out because you know we don't be doing our damn research they fuck around and come out on valentine's day no it won't it's gonna come out the week before valentine's day that gives y'all enough time to be my valentine oh my god remember your valentine's day special no we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna ignore that that never happened we never did that if you guys Come have Patreon, Kings. you'll be able to go and revisit that because that was <laughs> Be, be My kiss. Valentine. And let's fall in love. Let's get weird. Let's get free. Let's get open. Let's get liberated. Let's go to the cave. All right. Let's get off the grid. Fuck a podcast. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hello. It's Thursday. <laughs> we're up to our favorite part of the thursday episodes which voicemails i like that give us a theme song you the singer i'll work on it voicemails that's all Uh. i know right now okay no it's not a hip-hop song internet oh it was given voicemails oh it's giving stranger (laughs) things it's giving like 80s yeah like 80s it sounds like, like um Wayne's World a little bit. It did. I did. Copyright infringement. Please don't come for me. <laughs> Listen, Wayne's you World. Voicemails. Spotify's on our ass. Don't get it. Don't get. Don't get us going, child. Wayne's World party time. I knew I right, knew that. All right. Good work. First voicemail up. All right. Let let us listen. Hello. Um, my name is Ty, and I am calling you all from Colorado. Antoinette, Shanti, I just want to let you know that I love you ladies so much. Um, I was turned on to your podcast uh, by uh, listening to Antoinette, uh, co-host on um, See the Thing Is, and I am so grateful to have found your podcast. I've gone back and listened to past episodes uh, just so I can catch up, and um, again, I just, I love you ladies. Um, I am listening to the episode um, that was posted on January 26th, and um, Antoinette, you're talking about 
uh, sunlight for depression. And uh just wanted to let you all know that it, it is the winter and nobody's getting outside and walking first thing in the morning when it's 15 degrees. So um, I myself uh, do suffer from seasonal depression, mainly in the winter, spring, summer, and fall. <laughs> so um, I'm somebody who who's battled depression basically my entire life, and I'm 42 years old. Um, I've done the therapy. I uh, have even been in an IOP, which is a um, or a uh, partial hospitalization program, an intensive outpatient program, and partial hospitalization program for my depression and therapy and um, and anxiety. Uh, and something that was mentioned to me is sunlight, getting sunlight because. Uh, black women, you know, we're, we're just deficient in vitamin D just because it's, we're not likely to go out and walk in the morning or just go out period and just bathe in the sun. That is just, you know, it's just our culture. We don't, we don't typically do that. I've been trying to do that more in the summertime, go hiking and just, um, just enjoy the sun and, and practice my mindfulness while I'm out there hiking and getting in the sun rays. But during the winter months, uh, there is uh, something called a light box, um, and it's specifically for seasonal depression. Um, and you can find it online, um, Google it. You can go to Coles.com, uh, Williams-Sonoma. They all have um, this light box for light therapy, and you just set it up. Uh, next to your nightstand in the morning. Um, so when you first wake up, um, you just turn that light on and uh, just lay there for like the first 30 minutes. Myself. She got cut off one second. Hi, ladies. I'm sorry. This is Ty again. I got cut off. Um, but like I was saying myself, I cannot just get about the bed and hop out the bed and go on about my day like I did you know, 10 years ago, I do lay there. I, I wake up and I tend to lay there for like the first 20, 30 minutes. So if you can just turn on the light box, lay there for the first 20, 30 minutes, let that light um, hit you in the face. You you, you do want to kind of uh, turn your face towards it and just lay there, let that, let that light get to you. Um, it does help with um, producing dopamine. Um, which helps with the serotonin, and um, both of those, that is supposed to help alleviate uh, some of the symptoms of depression. And like I said, you can get that uh, online anywhere. So um, just Google it. And then also you mentioned uh, cold showers. And that is a tool that they do say to, uh, that is great to use if you are, uh, if you catch yourself ruminating. So I, I tend to ruminate sometimes and, and take myself down a rabbit hole. And when I do that, um, it does really help. I can't always just jump in the shower in the middle of, of the day when I find myself doing that. So um, I'll go to the bathroom. I will... Uh, splash my face in just really cold water, and that kind of helps to um, shift your 
I guess what you're thinking at that time, it kind of helps to shift that a little bit and snap you out of that, that thought um, and shift your focus a little bit. So you're, you're feeling that sensation of the cold water on your skin and that it does tend to work, I would say, maybe about 80% of the time to, to stop. Uh, you from ruminating and, and taking yourself down that rabbit hole. Um, so um, that's all that I wanted to say. I, again, I love you ladies so much. I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. You're an inspiration for me. You both speak to my soul. Uh, love you both. Have a great day. Thank you for that. Madeline. I never knew that there was a light. That's amazing. That's I just very Googled good to it. Know. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Thank I just Googled it and they don't seem that expensive. I don't know how to identify which one is a good one versus, you know, some old nonsense. But there's some on Amazon for like $30. And then there's like $200 ones. Here's a $400 one. I just don't know. But something to definitely look into. And they're not very big. I thought that when she was describing it, that it was like a box that you like get in. But it's just like a... Oh. You didn't think that? <laughs> oh, It's like this. It's like this big, like as big as a book. You just kind of sit it in front of your face. Um, it says like 15 to 18 Is inches away. Journal? No, it's my workbook. You, I gave you your journal back, Shanti. Okay. <laughs> you are nuts. Okay. Next up, we have quite a few voicemails right now. And now I'm getting confused. All right, ready, set, go. <laughs> Hi, Shanti and Antoinette. Um, <laughs> your voicemail is hilarious. Um, on the episode, Our Rewards Ruining Us, you asked if uh, we've ever had work done and what's our experience and what the upkeep is. Um, I'm 27. I'm a medical student and like a, a very grown one, obviously. <laughs> But um, one thing that I always do keep up with is my Botox. The Botox, you know, it's not going to change your face. It is basically going to prevent your wrinkling moving forward. So I know that you said you were on your way to 40, but it's really, um, it's not as cheap. I mean, it's not as expensive as everybody thinks it is. If you're going to go get some Botox or some Dysport, which is like a, a different version of uh, Botox, you're going to like essentially take some, it's not taking years off of your face. It's just preventing the aging process moving forward. And I don't mean like you should be afraid of aging, but it's a really great thing to add to your like skincare regimen. All of the money that you spend on your creams and that are worth it because they are doing something. And especially if you're using that in combination with SPF. Um, I also am not opposed to filler. I, well, myself, I got filler in my smile lines. And um, for me, as a dark-skinned woman, I do regret it because I do feel like it left some dark marks under my skin um, where the filler was injected, but that could be an error on the part of the injector um, that I used. And, I mean, it cost me a little bit of nothing, like $200 uh, once every six months to go get the disc port that I need. And in addition to that, um, in a month, actually in 24 days, I'm having plastic surgery on my breast, you know, just a little lift and og um nothing crazy just want some really really nice titties that's it <laughs> but i uh hope you ladies are doing well so excited to always listen to you guys every week and um it's all self-love interesting 
Interesting. Also, if Botox is 200 every six months, I can get that. <laughs> I thought it was more than that. She said Discord, though. I thought that was an app. Listen, I love it. I love the lightheartedness. I love the nonchalance. I love the commitment, confidence. It's just de- beauty care. <laughs> A 27-year-old telling me, though, that I know I said I was a on 20, my way to 40. I ain't never said yeah, no shit yeah. like that, lady. 27 is very young still, tw- I think, but I don't know. What wrinkles you got on your face, girl? What boobs is falling now? 27. Is it really? Uh, if 27-year-old breasts right ain't it, then these 35-year-old triple Fs. She said really... you guys are almost 50 years old, so... <laughs> You need to go ahead and invest you in your go. face. She, she also listen. was like, my Botox If you're in Philadelphia costs- <laughs> and you get your Botox, where you go? Listen, she Hit said Botox costs $200 every six months. That's for a 27-year-old. Ours is going to be a little more now. No, I don't think I'm getting Botox. Months. Huh? No, because you pay for Botox. Months. No, you pay for Botox by how much you have to use. So for her, she only needs $200 worth. Oh. For us. They're going to be like, you know that, that is $4,000. <laughs> for real? No, it's still, it's going to be cheap. It's going to be like a facial peel at it's very soon. Why do it's you not think be, that? Because it's going to be so common. It's not going to be a luxury. It's just if like you where go you go get, get your waxing, you might also go get your filler in. either. Listen, if you go get both. <laughs> Harry Coochie. <laughs> what? What is <laughs> oh, wrong God. with you? Seriously, who sings that? If you get get boot, what? If you go get boot, mm. what? If you go mm. get Botox, may I please come? I want to know if it hurts. I just can't yeah, imagine somebody sticking needle needles in my epidermis, <sighs> filling it up. Like I get Botox, I'm not saying nothing. Come close for I was gonna ask you, are you gonna tell us? No. No. I don't like, think maybe I would say it it's not a big deal. You know what I saw? I saw that girl. Why am I infatuated with that girl? What is her name? April? She with Tay Diggs. Her and Tay Tay. I love her. Her and Tay yeah. go and get their did you have did you see that video? Where get they the get whatever they get the dark circles and stuff injected under their eyes. Now you know you are you looking at me? Everybody mm-hmm. on Patreon, take a closer look. If Move you're the Patreon, mic, Monty gonna kill me. You can see. You this. can see that I have these deep set, kind of under eye joints, and I have concealer on right now, so it's even worse without the concealer, or not worse. It's different. We're not gonna judge it. But then I was looking at my mom when I was home for the game. I said, "Girl, what in the left?" Like all the crow's feet by the eye. It's the eyes for me. Like my Let me tell eyes. You something are there's we all are the, all the thin going lines. to die okay oh, no. we're all going to age our so muscles are going to atrophy there's no, no escaping it yes they will no. yes eventually you could be the 80 year old buff lady if you want to but i don't know i would like to be healthy i would like to take a nice walk like a nice asian woman but i don't want to be 80 years old fucking doing burpees you don't know what you want why wouldn't you? I would love to be that. I don't want to do that. That's not how I want to spend my my time in a gym f- obsessed with my body. By that time, I hope I come to a, a space in my life where my body is not 
where uh, maybe it'll never happen. I should start that now. I'm about to go get some Botox. If you're in Philadelphia, please let me know of a location that <laughs> <laughs> offers you services. You just said all that. And and you now guys, you're about to go get Botox. <laughs> if they take uh, EBT cards. <laughs> try and go. Try and go. All right. We got another voicemail. Hi, Antoinette and Shanti. I'm calling from Brooklyn. I'm going to try to make this quick. I was just watching a press conference regarding Tyree Nichols, the young brother that was killed in Memphis earlier this month. Shed a tear when I listened to his mother. Then right after that, the quote-unquote next headline story was about Nancy Pelosi's husband being attacked and the body cam the body cam um video showed what along with surveillance showed what occurred that night and i know your affinity for nancy pelosi uh antoinette so i wanted to know i wanted you to talk about it i personally feel and was astonished but yet not altogether surprised that the by the response of the officers, knowing where they were going, they had to know because she lives in their precinct, so they know where she lives and knows the history. And and then also there was a 911 call stating that someone broke into the home, and they allowed him to attack this elderly man in front of them. We all know if this was an African, a indigenous person that was colonized by the Spaniards that wasn't white presenting, that they would not have allowed that to occur. They would not have attempted to de-escalate the situation. The opportunity to attack Paul Pelosi, in my opinion, would not have given to this man who's now being stated that he has he may have mental issues. Anytime a white man does something violent, he has a mental issue. Anyhow, I love the show. Talk about it. Just my opinion. And I think you probably will, but I just wanted you to expound upon that. Have a great day, ladies. Shanti, I'm so sorry what happened to your to your page. I hope you get it back. They're bastards for doing what they did. So she she did call back and she did clarify that she didn't um, only want me to answer it. She just said, because I talk about Nancy Pelosi, she had. I want you to only answer it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't disagree with any of your. um, (laughs) With anything that you've observed. I, um, I don't think me, let me think. I don't agree. One, I have an affinity for Nancy Pelosi. I respect Nancy Pelosi and the work that she has done in in some ways, just because I know it could not have been easy to be a woman in that position. And that position is not easy at all to get a whole bunch of people on the same page. And to raise the amount of money she did, even though the way she's raised the money is tricky. It's still a feat. So I'll say that. I don't think that 
it being Nancy Pelosi has anything to do. I, I don't know if that changes things much for, for me personally, sure for the police, but I will point out that, you know, the police, I, I didn't see, I did see that video, the Nancy Pelosi's husband and how they answered the door and there was an opportunity for the police to kill that man. Um, and that because they tried to deescalate, he then, it was, it was then that he attacked Paul Pelosi right in front of them. So I feel like it's kind of coward counterintuitive to a little bit to bring it up in this way, because I, I would hate to give, to say, oh, well, you didn't attack, you didn't attack that white man. And so you made space to, for him to attack Nancy Pelosi's husband. I think what we're trying to encourage is de-escalation on all accounts. I do see the discrepancy, of course, that when you're dealing with a white suspect, um, or a white person that is threatening, that there is always more room for de-escalation. In this case, de-escalation backfired. So I worry about using that as an example because I would hate for it to then be, well, this is why we don't use de-escalation because it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I Of course I see the discrepancy. I think I talk about the discrepancies a lot. I, I hope, I didn't bring that up on the last episode where we talked about Tyree Nichols, mostly because that wasn't the, my focus. Um but I see it. Hell yeah. We all see it. Ain't nothing new. Um, that in particular though, de-escalation failed miserably. So tricky. Do you have any thoughts? I do not. Okay. Thank you for calling. Let's take a break. We're way past break time. Did we take a break? We no. did not. Can you sing? After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. We're back. We're back. And first, let's just shout out patrons, new patrons. If you want to see our very unbotoxed and wrinkling faces, <laughs> feel our free. Our 50-year-old faces. <laughs> Shit. Join us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You can watch this episode and see the behind-the-scenes footage of us getting ourselves together during the break. We didn't really do that this time around, but maybe we'll stay on afterwards. But new, shout you out to the see new blue. patrons. Look at the god back there, perched Is like a here? chicken. Oh, look at the okay. god. She was just trying to get some um, love and affection. I didn't give her any. Um, hmm. Shout out to Imani Y and Robin B, the new patrons or whatever. Thank you for your support. Um, also, please rate and subscribe and share Around the Way Curls. Okay, for the main topic, <laughs> I think this is, might be a terrible idea, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, we often talk about relationships. Do we? Actually, we don't. Do we? I don't that think ain't, we do. That ain't, our, that ain't our- That ain't our shtick. Bread and butter. <laughs> no. But when we do talk about them, it's usually in like, what's a healthy relationship? What can we imagine for ourselves? How can we be radically honest in our relationships? We do not change. often talk about the mess 
that they're messy sometimes. And so something, I was having a conversation with a friend. Shout out to you, you know who you are. And they were talking about managing their emotions and their feelings because they are in love with someone deeply who they cannot have. And they can't have this person because the person is with someone else. Unhappily, happily, they don't even really even know. (laughs) Ain't a whole lot of clarity over there. What they do know is this person feels like their person. This person feels like home. What does she, this person feels like safety. This person feels like everything that they've asked for and more. The complicated part is that person has expressed those same feelings The person that's in a relationship. That's in a relationship. Yes. Mm, That person has said, you don't think like you, I feel the same way. And that it's very, and so hearing that I think is the thing that takes it over the edge for her where she's like, oh my God, this isn't even unrequited love. This is like, you're saying you love me too, but because of whatever situation you have, you aren't able to leave it, family, finances, ties to the community, whatever the case is, yada, yada, right? So I was like, damn, girl. Damn. Damn, girl. That's my, damn, girl. Um, That's my advice. Ooh, damn, girl. What you going to do? Damn, girl, Um, that's crazy, yo. That's crazy, yo. (laughs) Praying for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. What you gonna do? Right. So (laughs) I was like, wow. And I I thought about some of like, you know, some of our love stories that we think about in the movies are always like, they tend to be this at times too, you know, and we're rooting for this couple to get together, even though it's Uh. quote unquote wrong. I even have um, people in my very close circle who it was messy when the two got together, baby. And I believe with my whole heart and soul that the folks that are together are absolutely soulmates and they belong together. But the way they did it, tricky. They Alicia keys them? Now, yes. Alicia Keys and the young... (laughs) Mashonda Swiss. Swiss Beats? Tricky. Oh. So... Let's get into the mess. How do you manage love when the person you love is with someone else? I first want to ask both of us, have we ever been in this type of situation? No. Or something similar? No. I, not in that circumstance where the person was with someone else. Mm-hmm. But my situation was the person was far younger and not I have a child and was just not ready to mm. show up and it was in no way shape or form <laughs> they was like hold up hold able up. to show up and um actually be in a real relationship so mm. yeah and like but that person was not 
in a relationship with anyone else. They just were not no. able. Okay. No. I've, have you been in that? I've been in. Yeah, ish. Yeah, I've been in situations, but, but a little bit of both. Tricky. I've been in situations where I've definitely had very strong feelings for someone who was in a relationship. Um, but I did not and know. They had feelings for you, back. I didn't know because I never said okay. anything. I did not bridge yeah. that conversation. I kept it very and then years passed and they brought it up. They brought their mm-hmm. feelings up. That kind of crashed, that blew up in my face because they then told me I had a hard firm, like, well, these are the boundaries. We're not we're not crossing them, even though there was probably emotional boundaries that we crossed just based off of how close we were. And this is years ago. This is like I'm in college. And this person who I felt very strongly about, thought I loved, told me that they were no longer in said relationship. We ended up dealing with each other only to find out that he never exited that relationship. And I reached out to his lady and told her what transpired. And we, me and her are cool to this day. <laughs> so shout out to you, you know you, who you are, sis. Um, but I definitely was very embarrassed. I felt used, betrayed, all the things. I, um, but I kept that boundary until he told me how he felt and then told me that he was no longer with her, which was a lie. But... I've also been in the situation where it was clear to me that feelings were mutual and that was trickier as I got older. It was clear like, okay, mm, this feels a little, this feels a little intimate in a different way and not physically, but just an emotional intimacy care that could possibly um, cross a boundary or may already be. And that is where like shame comes in. Shame. Shame. Comes in for me. Shame. Because I always pride myself on quote unquote doing the right thing. That's the Libra in me. There isn't a whole lot of gray for us, even though more questions than answers, right? There's a lot of questioning, but when it comes to actions, you question everything before you do so that you're clear that you're making the right decision. And, you know, I think that for my homegirl, this is a really, it's tearing her up. I can see that this is not an an infatuation. I can see- They in love with each other. Yeah. I can, I've been around them enough to see. And they hang out together. They're friends. They're, they're friends. They don't have sex. They don't, they're not crossing those boundaries, but they spend a lot of time together. A lot of time together. But they're in love with each other. Because also, yeah, I think that he's very much in love with her and I know she loves him. I know it. And I see it and I'm like, ooh, getting deeper and deeper girl and I think that the hardest part for her is that because this person 
it feels like she's waited. She's similar to me where she has dated, but she she's always felt a little like empty when it comes to that. And he fills her up. Like he keeps her attention in a very true way. I see it on her that she's just like, this is who I prayed for. What do, like, what can I do? Is it worth me doing the right thing and leave the quote unquote right thing and leaving him alone versus having this beautiful love, even though there's limitations to what it can be. And I'm like, girl, I think it all depends on what you want, right? Like, it what is it? It depends on what you want. Yeah. It and also, is she wrong? And how you value what you got. Mm. What you want and how you value what you have. Go into that. I'm about to because say Because I don't know what you, I don't know what this, um, if it's reasonable, it's very reasonable to be frustrated, to be in love with somebody and then you can't, that can't be made manifest physically. Mm -hmm. And if that's a deal breaker or something that cannot be tolerated, then that's completely understood. But I think that there's a possibility for there, there's that, and then there's the really looking at what you're sharing with this person and what does it mean to you? Mm. Do you want that out of your life? Is it is it some is it is it something that can be sustained within the boundaries that it's in? Knowing that no, you're probably not going to do a traditional nuclear you're not gonna have a um you know get married have a kid with them but is this person somebody that is always going to be in your life and you you don't want them out of your life and you but is want, that real and you're deepening in your relationship with the person regardless of real, the constraints because that's my that's my is fear for real? her is that is what you're asking real because we are not taking into account that there's another woman on the other end of this. Oh, I, who well, I, is she, like, is my homegirl dead ass wrong? Is my question is like, well, you're having this deepening relationship. That's all gravy for you. But what about this other I, person? I don't, I particularly am not in, interested in right or wrong in mm. it because it, it can be both. It's both. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what's wrong with being me. in love with somebody and you're having, again, we talked about it earlier. I don't understand what this concept of that love can only be had within these, um, with it, it has to conform and be controlled and be possessed and be in these titles. And that's the only way that it can be shared with somebody. And if it's being shared and it's, in a box of this is wrong, this is taboo, this is betrayal. It's not love. It's it's somehow diminished. It's somehow um, not real. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's not real or that it's not love. I know that it's it is love for her. I think that I understand what you're saying, 
right? That love doesn't have to be this possessive boxed up thing in the way that we've defined it or we've learned it or known it to be. But when you've made a certain commitment, I'm talking about him now, to someone else to operate within those boundaries and she knowing no she knows that he's made that commitment and is enabling him to operate outside of that commitment that's where i question yeah the right if versus wrong i think if there is an enabling right like again well how is there not love because if you were using this opportunity for that person to grow and expand in his decision-making and in his um, potentially unraveling. Like it's hard if you're with somebody that you're in love with and they have this wall up of like, this is a, this is, these are the decisions I'm going to make. And I have this conflict of interest in a way. And I'm, I'm not, letting you in to that conflict and I'm not unraveling this conflict with you and I'm not mm. revealing this because it's obviously a conflict there but if this person is also very guarded and you're not going there with this person and they're not allowing you to go there then it feels like yeah it feels like that's a dead end and that's the decision that the person she has to make but if you are in, mm -hmm. if you guys are entangled in something and you're wrestling and even in the conflict and the difficulty, it's deepening, he's growing, you're growing, deeper understandings of himself and yourself are happening. I think that's, I don't know if it's sustainable, but I think it's worthwhile. Mm. I think it's valuable. I, I think it's necessary. If you're the person that he can like uncrack deep conflict and and yeah, if you're somebody that he you both can hold two conflicting things together at the same time and be like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Like I'm doing this because of this reason. You're you know, I think that is a beautiful opportunity and I don't. What are the effects for the other woman then? That beautiful opportunity is that part of holding two things at once. It's a beautiful opportunity for uh, for them, right? If I'm thinking about it in her sense, it's a beautiful opportunity for us while it's something that could be deeply painful for someone else. But if it's helping him be a more honest person, again, you're not going to do the work of um, their relationship stuff. Or whoever Wait, the, the, the 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 your friend can't do the work of whether whether it's your friend there as that third party or not mm -hmm. that conflict still exists. that conflict still exists that discrepancy with them still exists you know what I mean and you're that that other person is like whether she's there or not there's going to be some other manifestation of that but if you, but if the 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 goal the beauty the possibility is in th them that unraveling and releasing and like getting clarity i think i hope and it might be painful 
and it might be like that's the messy that that's hard that's the thing that i've witnessed with other folks too which was it's always messy it's always messy let me ask it's always a pendulum so if you were in love with somebody i'm trying to stretch this episode out if you were in love with somebody right and you didn't know how they felt because this this is where the radical honesty comes in and i was i was thinking about myself my my the situation that i described about myself back when i was in college and i didn't say anything until i until it was clear how he felt and he told me but was i betraying myself by not speaking my truth even though it was going to hurt somebody else i think so interesting elaborate so so if you were in love with someone who was with someone else you would tell Wait a minute. Them. Now, are we in relationship with each other or are we just like, I guess my curiosity is what is, you're are, in are a, we in a friendship? Are we you're in, in a, like, you gotta be, you're in love with them. So it, you're not in like, you are in love with them. Like you want to I be with so. them. I think so. I think it's really hard and real, really scary, but what are you? And you're what ready you, for the repercussions of that, whatever they may be. Don't you want that relief? Like, doesn't d- d- holding that in? Isn't there a consequence to holding that in? I don't know. I don't what are know. you? What are you? What are you saving yourself from? I, I I don't know if I feel this. I don't know if I agree with that. I I hear what you're saying. It makes sense. Hearing you say it, and knowing you, the person. Right. But the wh- where my mind goes to, right, is let's say you're in a relationship with you are in a relationship with Rashid. And you come to me crying, telling me that Rashid is going to leave you for his best friend because she's deeply in love with him and always has been. And he's realizing that he wants to be with her or try or he's conflicted and you guys got to go on a break. I'm ready to punch that girl in her fucking head. And you probably know her. She's been around, right? That's his friend. I'm ready to get it cracking yeah. for you, girl. <laughs> I know, but so that doesn't take things, away from right? her legitimacy. Is yeah. she not legit? Does it not take away from the relationship that they no. have and the possibility that they have? If he's like, yo, this is my best friend. I fuck with her on a level. That I love you, Shanti, but like. I fuck with her. She yeah. helps me love myself more. Yeah. I like myself more with her. The fuck I'm going to be like hurt, but I'm not mad. I'm not betrayed. What's crazy is listening to, to you say that if, if my partner said that to me, I would be hurt, but I would feel the same way of like, I guess you got to go ahead. I wouldn't have that kind of energy, but I guess I have that protective energy for people that I love. I don't want them to be hurt in that way. I guess I can make more sense of it if it were me. But why Why is pain? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it just comes up. You just want to protect your people. Interesting. I would want Jolie to be hurt by her partner, by the truth, than mm. lied to. I would want her heart That's to be broken. I feel like you, when you break your heart, there's possibility for other things. Like heartbreak is not the worst thing that can happen. And I think, I think if, again, if relationships were started without this 
unconscious agreement of it's you and me over everything. I choose you forever and ever. Mm-hmm. People could have the space to be more honest and things could change more. There could be more, um, I, I hate the word, possibility. We got to look up it, another word. There's just more shit could happen. More imaginations, reimagining of relationships. I offered that to her. I did. I said, have you... Would you but be the nigga got to be with the shit. He got to right. be willing to crack open. And if he's not willing to brick a facade or if he's not willing to be like or be completely honest with her and say, yo, I love you to death. But this could never. Mm. It's never. I could never. It's never. This is all that it's going to be ever, ever. From what I can understand. Are that's, you still willing to that? Are you still willing thing. to be in relationship with me in this capacity? Because I'm still ready to like go deep with you, and I still can go deep with you. But you gotta like my. This has nothing to do with. She has nothing to do with us ever. And that's my. That's his imagining and configuration of the kind of relationship he wants with her, and he has every right to say that too. But yeah. people gotta agree and be clear. It can't be like this ambiguous assumptions of things, mm. of him assuming that you would not be in relationship if he said that. Because yeah. he gives you options to be like, okay, cool. And I'm going to maybe be actively pursuing sexual and emotional relationships with somebody that you can never provide for me. Are you cool with that? I'm still ready to dive deep with you. He'll say no or he'll say absolutely. Boom, it's lit. (laughs) (laughs) What's crazy is, it's not crazy, but I said to her, is polyamory on the table for you? And I don't know if it really is for her. Oh. I think Mm. my suspicion, and this is where radical honesty comes in, and I don't even know if she can tell what her truth is because she loves him so much my suspicion is that it would be on the table only to secure him only to be like all right yeah I'll do this if it means that I can have you in my life it's not what I really want for myself but I'm willing to enter into some sort of polyamorous exchange in order to be with you. And I don't think she's being honest about that. And and I've asked her, but I think she's in so deep that she can't tell what the truth is. And so like, what do you do with that? It's like, boom, it makes sense to us. But I'm like, what do I... Does she just I, try and then realize, like, actually, no, this doesn't work? Yeah. It's so, but she, but there has to be a constant. But the stakes are so high. No, the stakes are so high for deep, deep exploration and deep, deep understanding of, hey, what I really want, or as well as deep, deep exploration of what I'm really trying to get. 
right? Like if what what is really at the root of all of this? Is it control? Is it possession? Is it security? Is it um, just being on the defense? You're not really open. I don't know. But the, at the root of all of this is the other person, all three people involved being deeply co committed to knowing what it is that is driving their decisions. That don't got nothing to do with the other people. Mm. They're, they're mirrors and they're there to like play as pawns, but you have to sit like, yo, why would I be with this person while he's still coupled? Why wouldn't I? If I know that he could show up for me 110% and he provides for me the nourishment and the growth that I need. What is it that, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think your it, dating advice on around the way girls. I think, I, I think it should always go back to you. Yeah. Nobody can make you do anything. It's, um, but they are beautiful mirrors to like looking at yourself. And if somebody can have you look at yourself and see the flaws, but like still fuck with you deeply and like help you love yourself. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I think that's far more interesting of like, I ain't got no girl. I ain't got no kids. I got a good job and I want to be with you forever. <laughs> Why you got to sound like that? <laughs> I think for me, the lesson in it for me the the opportunity in it for me is to grapple with my own sense of right and wrong and how there's that in between i love her deeply deeply i know her to be an amazing beautiful person and I know that if I didn't have that personal connection with her, I would judge the shit out of her for being the quote unquote other woman and wrong. Scandalous. And so it's, it's a mirror for me as well, just being uh, an, a, an observer and a, a support, something to sit with. I'm curious to know what the listeners think. They're going to be like, ah, she wrong. She need to go ahead. You know, breaking up happy homes. Well, because, I don't know. But that's just not the I case. That's that She's not, again, she's not out here doing anything that, doing anything that you could write down and say, oh, you dead ass wrong for that. You, you trying to steal that girl man or whatever. She's not doing that. She's showing up as herself and fucking fell in love with this dude. And he has the nerve. I be seeing him. He love her Because back. relationships and love don't have to do with our social agendas. To get, but I, he's I'll in one. Something. Again, he's but in that, it. 
just because you're in it we're in a racist patriarchal capitalist imperialist we're in it it doesn't mean that it's right it doesn't mean it makes sense it doesn't mean that it's serving us it doesn't mean it's expanding us nine times out of ten it's oppressing you it's making you think you have no options Mm. and you're bad to even imagine another option to desire to explore another option you're bad and wrong and she's a whore (laughs) (laughs) listen to this listen to this to get to the possibilities of reimagining relationships i want to start with my problems with conventional assumptions socially we understand that there is a weight to committing to monogamous relationships entering into an exclusive sexual partnership is surrounded by assumed promises a commitment to spending at least some time together a granting of control over who your partner can and cannot spend time with and how that time is spent, prioritizing your monogamous partner's feelings and well-being over the feelings and well-being of people with whom you have non-sexual relationships, centering your monogamous partner's needs and wants when planning for the future at the exclusion of taking other relationships into consideration, whether monogamous or polyamorous telling a partner that they cannot have a relationship or even that they have to have a certain kind of relationship with another person is an act of control and possession. Monogamy attracts these kinds of controlling demands particularly quickly because monogamy promises exclusive sexual access. So basically they go into all this other stuff. Who's but they? they this is a zine sent to me by my ghostwriter Rashid <laughs> this is about more than we f- than who we fuck and it's just a different articles about again how our social agreements how monogamy how the nuclear family how all of that is deeply connected to our um the way we acquiesce polit- politically in society the way we keep ourselves in tight um, binaries of wrong and right, black and white, free, not free, all of it, all of it needs to be broken. It's all gray, y'all, unfortunately. Interesting. It's all gray. Unless, are but it's all practi- deeply spiritual. And are it's you all deeply spiritual. that, though, Sheila? What you just read. Am I practicing polyamory? No, not polyamory, but like the practice of of not being, not controlling your partner. Yeah, I think I'm with a partner that refuses to be controlled. (laughs) He's like, no, that's a bad idea. Let's (laughs) let's think about why you want that. Now, do we really want that? Is that what you really want? Does this really feel good? He either refuses to be controlled or is like (laughs) controlling the shit out of you. I can't tell. I'm gonna knock Rashid out. No, he doesn't control the shit out of me. I think it's a a constant discussion. I think we're always just looking at what, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? How is it making us feel? It's exhausting, but also like, yeah, a lot of why I, the things I think I want, and how I want it is like, oh, well, Sheila. Girlfriend, you know who you are. I don't know if this helped. I feel like we may have left you with more questions than answers, but that's okay because according to Shanti, 
We're getting to the discovery, the possibilities of the things yes. of the gray. Or maybe okay. it's not. Let's hear what the Runaway Curls listeners have to say. They were like, my nigga even think about. <laughs> That's what I'm here. That's Prioritizing what I'm somebody else. I've been married for 97 years. It could be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle Obama said. <laughs> it could be like all that possibility y'all talk about is cool when it comes to self-care. But, but when I it comes to this man, would. he better be here. Okay. On time. Talking to none of these girls. Give us a call at. Um, <laughs> I'm pulling it up. Why won't it show? I feel unprepared. 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. Let us know your thoughts on gray areas in love and relationships and monogamy and being side chicks in love. <laughs> Tricky. Not side chicks. Uh, let me not say that. Shout out to my friend. Don't Be, even listen it's to this love. Shit. That's why I could talk for you. It's love. It's all love. You guys are. Listen, I'm Puff Daddy. Love. <laughs> it's all love. Yeah, Everything. Everything is love. Okay. <laughs> Stop fucking playing. It's all love. <laughs> all right. With that. Tell the hoe you love her, and it's all good. You stop. With that, <laughs> we are out. Yo, I can't stand you. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>